They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. God, in the words of David the psalmist, we pray today that you search our hearts, know us. Help us to know and observe our anxious feelings about ourselves and our community and be with us and guide us in all things as we consider your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, for many of us, uh, January is what uh, author Daniel Pink, who wrote the book, When the Scientific Secrets of Perfect Timing, call a temporal landmarks. And this is a marker that uh, one might use to uh, measure uh, a specific time from the ceaseless march of days that it comes to be our life. We have temporal landmarks like Monday. Monday is a great temporal landmark. It's the beginning of a new week. You know, you work. Friday is another temporal landmark. You close the books on the week. Monday, you start fresh. For many of us, your birthday might be a temporal landmark. It's a time when you reflect on your life and you kind of start over and say, this year, I am going to start fresh. And January 1st, uh, again, for many of us, becomes a temporal landmark. One of those times when we kind of think about starting over. And so if some of you have made New Year's resolutions. We talked about a little bit about that last week and what your resolutions were. I'm not going to ask how you're doing on them, even though we're only into day five. Some of you have failed miserably. How many of you failed on your resolutions already? Just confess. We're, in, we're, we're together as a family. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Sheldon, for confessing. The only one to confess. But we, we, we know that I, I've, I've also failed on some of my resolutions already. Anyway, this is the time of year when we're kind of thoughtful about what we've done in the past and where we're going in the future. Now, here at Avon Hope, we have a tradition for the month of January to be reflective on what we're doing, where we're going as a, a community, what God wants to do in us as individuals and as a community. And so today is a little bit of a special dynamic in that we are going to dialogue together as we reflect using this temporal landmark of January to think about 2018 and what's happened in our community in 2018 and to look forward to uh, 2019. So we're going to wrestle with three questions that Avon Hope has been wrestling with actually over the last uh, several years in groups together. You're just going to turn to your partner. We're going to talk through these uh, questions. You're going to also have the opportunity to, at the end of the service, to go online and contribute to the answer for these questions on a, a digital, in a, by digital means. But we want to dialogue. We want to be reflective. We want to be thoughtful about what God is doing and got what God wants to do in this community that many of us uh, love, that is Avon Hope. Now, I realize that some of you are new today or 
are, have come occasionally and you're not that familiar with the Avon Hope community, we are really, again, glad that you're here. And so we're going to ask you to also dialogue, but we want you to think aspirationally. What would you like this community to be? If you don't know the community that well, you can think what, you, what would you like Advent Hope uh, to be? Now, here are our three questions that we've been wrestling with for years and that we want to keep reflecting on in this month of January, January, this temporal landmark. The first question is the most existential. Why do we exist? You know, any, any group, any organization, if you're not thoughtful about why you exist, you can get very easily off track as to where you're going and what you're supposed to be doing. And so, again, a number of years ago, Avon Hope, in wrestling with this question, we came up with a statement. Why do we exist? And that statement is this, that we exist to live in loving, worshipful relationship with God and in loving community with one another, empowered by the Holy Spirit to participate in God's reconciling and restorative work through Jesus of healing broken relationships between God and all people and between all members of the human family. Now, a purpose is designed to be incredibly uh, big, it, to, aspirational, to be really trying to answer existential questions. So this is a very existential question, why do we exist? And so our response is, at its, if we really go, the most pure reason that we exist is to live in community, both with God and with each other. You could push this to, as, as far to say that this purpose even transcends our broken world. Why did God create humanity? Did he create us to just do work for him? I mean, that's, that's how uh, the Romans thought of, of, of humans, that God, the gods had created humans just to do work for them. The picture of the Bible is a God who is desiring to live in relationship with his people. God who's always, always been in community, Father, Son, and Spirit, but who wants to perpetuate and grow that community. And so he has kids, he has children, and we as humans are his children. And so this idea of living in community, our ultimate purpose is to live in worshipful, loving community with God and in loving community with each other. Our text of emphasis today all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together. And praising God, they enjoyed the favor of all the, all the people. You have this picture of the newborn church in Acts chapter 2, of a church living in worshipable and loving relationship with God, but also in loving community with each other. And so we here as this community has, have defined this as our ultimate purpose, to live in loving, worshipful relationship with God and in loving community with each other. Now, we want to be reflective now for a few minutes about how we are doing in the context of this purpose. Are we achieving our purpose? And so I'm going to ask you, we've got about five minutes here, that you can turn to your neighbor, your group of neighbors, maybe three of your, of, or four of you, and ask or wrestle with these questions. In what ways have you found this purpose to be evident in the Advent Hope community? And then the second part of that question is, in what ways could our purpose be more evident? So how, how well are we doing? Are we accomplishing this? Are we working toward this? Are we living this purpose? And what ways could we be better at living it if not? So just turn to your 
neighbor or a group of you just close by and let's work through these two questions. In what ways have you found this purpose of living in loving, worshipful relationship with God and loving community with each other to be evident at Advent Hope? And in what ways could it be more evident? Now, again, if you're new today, be aspirational. What would you like a church community or this church community to, 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 to be in this context of a purpose? All right, we've got about five minutes. Let's wrestle with it together. Okay, we're going to move on to the next question for sake of time. So I know that there is a lot of good discussion going here, and we actually would love to get some of your responses. We can't do that in this context, and we're limited on time, but you can go, again, on our a form and answer these questions. In fact, we would really appreciate if after the service you would do this. You can text the number above, so you can see 555-888-AH2019, and just put your responses after you've, you've processed them here on that, and this would, that'll give you a little bit more time. But we are sending, what I didn't tell you is that every year, our volunteer leadership team, about 40 people or so, head up to the mountains, about 90, uh, minutes north of the city and wrestle with these very questions in a little bit more detail. So getting some of your responses will be incredibly helpful in that process because we don't want just our leadership team answering these questions. We want to hear from you 
as part of this larger community. So go and use that form and, and help us to wrestle with these questions. All right, so we're switching gears to the second uh, question. And that second question is, what do we do? So we've wrestled with why we exist, the big existential question, and now we're getting a little bit more, uh, a little more practical. And so we answered that what do we do question by saying we, as a community, we cultivate a community that learns and teaches how to follow Jesus. You know, church communities have the tendency to present themselves as having all of the answers. But if you really think about what the church is supposed to be, it's not only a place that teaches, but it also is a place that learns because we don't have all of the answers. And hopefully we're always uh, learning and growing as individuals and as a community. And so we want to be a community that cultivates both teaching and learning. So our question to evaluate how Avent Hope is doing when it comes to this, uh, this issue of our, what, are we, what are we doing is this. In the past year, how have you learned in this community about following Jesus? And what have you been empowered to teach about following Jesus? Keeping in mind here, the key word is following Jesus. So we're learning and teaching about following Jesus. Now, I also want to mention that we want to be broad here. So sometimes we think that, uh, you know, the teaching moments only happen in Sabbath school classes or in uh, sermon times where there's overt teaching going on. But the reality is that you're learning, hopefully learning and teaching from all the activities in any community. You might have learned about compassion by serving at Jan Hus, our sister church, and their homeless ministry. Some of you were just there this last week. You might have learned compassion from that. You might have learned about friendship by engaging with someone at one of the fellowship meals. You might have learned about uh, grace through some of the songs that we sing each week. So we want you to be really broad in this in understanding of learning and teaching. It's not just Bible facts, Bible trivia. What have you learned and what have you taught while being a part of this community? Again, if you're new here, be aspirational. What would you like to learn if, as, as part of a church community or as a part of the Avon Hope community? Okay, again, same group, just turn to them. Let's wrestle with this question, what do we do? And how are we doing in the context of our, of our mission? Okay, we're transitioning on to 
The third question. So that, that first question, what is our purpose again, is the most uh, existential question. By the way, you, you can use these same, very same questions uh, as you think about your own uh, journey. And the best way to get at your purpose is to ask yourself why uh, five times. So if someone asks what's your purpose and you say, well, my purpose is to uh, work at my job, then the follow-up question is, well, why do you work at your job? And if you say, well, I work at my job to uh, make money, the follow-up question to that is, why do, I, why do you make money? And as you push that five or six times, you'll finally get to that most existential answer of why you uh, exist. So then each question gets a little bit more uh, practical. So we said, what do we uh, do? And now we're asking the question, how will we succeed? So Avon Hope has answered that question. This is kind of a strategic question by saying that we will nurture spiritual growth, communicate the good news, and embody the life and teachings of Jesus. So it's using the, these, this, the answer to this question now to start shaping what we're going to do as a community together, that we're going to nurture spiritual growth, we're going to communicate the good news, and we're going to embody the life and teachings of Jesus. So nurturing spiritual growth here at Avon Hope, we may do that by having classes, by having uh, teaching, uh, teaching sermon time, by having beautiful music that's going to lift us up and help us to grow spiritually, by creating community. This is all about nurturing spiritual growth. We're going to communicate the good news by being very intentional about talking about what God has done on our behalf. Now, I make this promise to you that every time that you come to a worship gathering at Avon Hope, we will be intentional about talking, not about all the things that you are supposed to do. I mean, sometimes we'll talk about things that you should do. That's fine. But ultimately, the good news is not just about what you're supposed to do, but what God has done on your behalf. So my promise to you is that if you come to a worship service or you think to yourself, oh, should I bring my friend or not or my family member to worship at Avon Hope, that you can be confident that we are going to talk about God's work on our behalf and how great news that is. So that's part of communicating the good news. And finally, embody the life and teachings of Jesus. How are we going to succeed? We are going to embody the life and teachings of Jesus. And we do this by doing things that Jesus would do. You know, there are a lot of things that Jesus uh, did that he didn't do with any particular gain of his own in mind. He wasn't thinking, well, I'm going to get more disciples by uh, doing this. Maybe my favorite example is Jesus who on the night before his death, he gets down on his knees and he washes the feet of his disciples, including Judas. Now he knows that Judas, he's already predicted that Judas is going to betray him. So he knows that for all intents and purposes, Judas is, is lost. And yet he washes Judas' feet because that is what God does. God loves his enemies. We are called to love thy enemies. So embodying the life and teachings of Jesus, sometimes we do things just because that's what God would do. And as a community, we want to do things that God does and God wants us to do. God calls us to do, not because we're going to get more people to attend worship gatherings at Avon Hope or who are going to come to more of our programs. No, we do things because this is what God would do. And so nurture spiritual growth, communicate the good news, embody the life and teachings of Jesus. This is how we're going to succeed. And so the question 
about the question now as we are reflective on Avon Hope's uh, efficacy toward this is how have you grown spiritually? How have you heard the good news? And how have you participated in embodying the life and teachings of Jesus as part of the Advent Hope community? So again, turn to someone close to you and let's wrestle with these reflective questions about the bigger question, how will we succeed? Nurture, communicate, embody. Is Advent Hope doing this effectively? All right, again, you've got about five minutes or so. This uh, process of this process of reflection is incredibly uh, important as we move forward and think about what God wants to do in 2019. To think about what has already happened in 2018, the ways in which we can uh, be better. This is all going to be incredibly helpful. And again, I want to just remind you that. Uh, you can please go on and take that form and fill out. Now that you've processed here together, you can uh, on an individual basis go and answer these questions, knowing also that this will be completely anonymous. And we want to hear ways in which both things have been going great and ways in which we can grow and, and change and transform as a community. And so this process of reflection is incredibly important for us as a community, but we recognize that what we want to become by reflecting on what we've been, what we want to become is only going to happen if God is alive and well and working within our community. And so back to the text of emphasis, you get this picture of the newborn church and how active and vibrant they were in meeting together and really living their purpose of, of living in worshipful relationship with God and in a loving community with each other. And that text of emphasis ends with uh, these words, the Lord was at work in the community, and he added daily to the number, their number, those who were being saved. God is alive and well and working in communities around this world today. We want God to be alive and well working in, working in our community here. And so as we reflected on what he's done in 2018, we are looking forward to great things in 2019, but it's only as we join together recognizing that it's God's work in us in which we are able to accomplish anything that we will thrive and move forward and move onward. And so as we start this new year together, as we've been reflective over the past year, it's our prayer that God may do what only he can do in our community to help us to grow forward, that we can accomplish our purpose, our mission, and he can embolden our strategy that we can be the vibrant and active and Christ-centered community he's calling us to be. So may he do his work 
in us this year. Amen.